Good to see you all. We are going to talk about Yom HaTzma'ud today. Um, this Thursday in Israel, they'll be celebrating Yom HaTzma'ud. Many people have, although it's not really the official date, they actually bring the date up by two days. Uh, the official date, Heir, actually falls out on Shabbos, uh, but there's a concern. The rabbi in Israel has a concern that if they have celebrations for Yom HaTzma'ud on Shabbos, people are going to desecrate Shabbos. And therefore, the Rabbanut has decided many years ago that they will they move up the holiday to Thursday to prevent people from uh, desecrating Shabbos. So in Israel, they're going to be celebrating Thursday. Some people outside of Israel have the custom to still celebrate on Shabbos. And other people, uh, like we have the custom in our show, in their Tamid, we celebrate on Thursday. So one of the major discussions, halakhic discussions around Yom Atzmaut is this question about saying Hallel. Um, or really, probably more broadly, the question of can you institute a holiday on your own after the time of the Torah? The Torah lists a number of specific holidays. Do we have the right to institute our own holiday? Can we do so? Or are we limited to the holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Rosh Hashanah, etc., the ones that are listed in the Torah? Do we have the right to make our own holiday? And then B, even if we do have the right to make our own holiday, should we be saying Hallel with a bracha, with a blessing? Or rather not. Okay, so those are two questions we're going to try to address in the next 10 minutes. I actually want to acknowledge the sources are coming from Eliezer Malamed's book, Pinine Halacha. Um, it's a wonderful book and was actually translated by, a, um, by Rabbi Eli Fisher, many of you in Baltimore know. Um, here we go. So I'm just really sharing mostly um, from, his, from his writing. So like this. So first and foremost, the question of instituting holidays after the close, after the, after the Torah, uh, quite obviously, we do that, right? Uh, we have the holiday of Purim, which was not written in the Torah. We have the holiday of Hanukkah, which comes even later. Um, so where do these holidays come from? So the Gemara tells us already, the Gemara in discussing Purim tells us that the sages inferred from the fact that when the Jews were saved from the Egyptians, God told them to make a holiday. We call that Pesach. So we make what we call a Kalvachomer, a logical deduction, that we are going to do the same thing um, and when we are going to there, we were just saved from slavery to freedom in a situation where we almost died and we were saved or some tremendous, tremendous salvation takes place. We certainly should be making a holiday. And therefore, the Chassam Sofer actually rules that it's actually a biblical commandment that in a scenario that warrants it to institute our own holidays uh, for this reason. Um, so the truth is throughout history, different communities based on different different things that happened to them, created their own holidays. So for example, uh, you have something called the Frankfurt Purim or the Tiberia Purim, where uh, these cities or these countries, these cities where they had some terrible situation where they almost died, bad things happened, bad decrees took place, and then they were saved. Um, they went ahead and instituted a holiday for those who lived in those locations. And, and so we have a long history of doing so, at least on a more limited scale. Okay. So on a larger scale, the question is, do we, do, do we make a holiday for the state of Israel? And even then, again, do we actually go ahead and institute the saying of Hallel, and do we do so with the bracha? So I'll share with you the first and foremost, those who take issue with this from a purely halachic perspective. Okay, from a purely halachic perspective, there are some questions on saying Hallel, and again, saying Hallel with a blessing. So um, there, there is the opinion of the Chida, um, and he's basing this on Rishonim, on those who come before him that say that we only say Hallel with a blessing when all of Israel, excuse me, okay, allergy season, uh, when all of Israel experiences a miracle, okay, when the entire Jewish people experience a miracle, um, when the state of Israel was declared 
there was only a minority and there was a, a portion of the Jewish people living there, but it certainly wasn't even a majority of the Jewish people living there. So that's one question that is brought up against saying a halal. Again, to celebrate, okay, we could create a holiday, although again, some may take issue with that. Um, but the question, going more specifically to the question of saying a blessing, saying halal, um, there is a, a, an issue with doing so due to the fact that only a minority of the Jewish people lived in Israel when they made this uh, a holiday and when they instituted the saying of halal. Okay, um, another issue that's brought up is that we should only give thanks for a complete salvation. And our enemies still threats us. Certainly in 48, when, uh, you know, when the state of Israel was declared, uh, you know, as, they, as the declaration, declaration was made, the, mo, the, the six armies start mobilizing. Um, and even today, still, we have enemies that still threaten us on all sides. So is it something that we should really be celebrating? A third issue that's brought up is due to the fact that uh, the question of the spiritual state of the country due to its leadership, due to uh, many of its citizens, that might diminish our joy. You know, this is not exactly uh, Malchus based of it. It's not exactly a Davidic, uh, you know, messy, uh, you know, it's not, it's not run according to the Torah. It's run, you know, in a, a very different fashion. And some leaders have, issue, you know, are, are not only uh, neutral um, towards religion, but some of them are, are vehemently opposed to religion. Is this something that we should be celebrating? Um, Others argue that since there is no overt miracle, we should not make a holiday or should we shouldn't say halal. Um, another question that's brought up is what's the proper date for celebrating? You know, again, when the, uh, the fifth of ER um, is, you know, should we, should we be, the fifth of ER is the day that, uh, that the War of Independence, um, right? So the fifth of ER, there's so many different possible dates um, in terms of when we could actually be going ahead and saying halal. Is it during the time of the first truce? Is it when they declare the state? Is it another date? And therefore, due to the lack of clarity, some take issue with saying halal with a blessing. So without going addressing every single one of these issues, probably our best model for a reason to, yes, say halal, is probably the Hanukkah story, okay? The Hanukkah story, let's review the Hanukkah story and the halal and holiday that was instituted in its wake. So when the, the miracle of Hanukkah took place, Yes, there was the Pach Shemen, the oil that lasted for eight days. But if you look at the text of Al-Hanisim, it's quite clear that the thrust of the holiday was not about that flask of oil, but it was specifically about the victory, the victory over the Greeks. Now, so that wasn't an overt miracle. Again, the, the miracle of, of the candles was connected to it. Um, but the big miracle that the reason that a holiday was instituted was due to the fact that there was a military victory. Now, let's think about that military victory. That military victory was the first of many military victories, and nonetheless, they instituted a holiday then, okay, even though there are more wars to be fought, okay? And you also have the point that uh, at the time that the, that, uh, the story of Hanukkah, um, it, it'd be hard, it's true perhaps the Maccabees themselves were religious, devout people, but we know within a very short time that entire family becomes um, over, you know, becomes the, the Hellenizers of the Jewish people. You know, really what they were fighting against, the Hellenistic influences, the, the monarchy, the, the Maccabean monarchy, they themselves were very much connected to um, the Hellenists, and they, they themselves became, you know, were not exactly observant um, in the classical sense. Um, again, so wars were not done. They themselves, even if in the immediate aftermath, there was religious revival, it didn't exactly last all that long. Uh, the sovereignty of the Jewish of the Jewish state in the story of the of Hanukkah didn't last that long either. We know the Romans not too long after took over, and again, nonetheless, we still celebrate Hanukkah. So this is just one model as a way of countering some of the issues that are brought up. Again, it doesn't address all of the issues that are brought up, 
but you could, I just want to give you a general overview to appreciate that it's complicated. There are questions that are asked, but there are also some pretty good answers, okay? So just to give you an overview of the different opinions. There are those who say, don't say hala, okay? Um, don't say hala at all. We don't have the right to institute a holiday. Um, there are others who say you should say halal without a bracha. The truth is the rabbinists, when they initially instituted Yom Ma'ut as a holiday, they said it should not be said with a bracha. Now, 25 years later, after the War of 67, they changed their mind. They said, okay, now we're ready to say with a bracha. After 67, um, when the, the landscape changed dramatically and Israel was much more, uh, they were in a far safer place. Um, strategically, you know, in terms of their, their recent victories, they said, okay, now we are established, now we're really ready, and they therefore said we should start saying a bracha. Um, but, okay, so there are those who say, don't say a bracha. There are those who say, say halal with a bracha. Um, and there are those who go ahead and add halal without a bracha after davening. They don't want to add it to davening itself, um, but they add it after davening. And the reason for that is that you want to be able to celebrate. You want not, not to celebrate. Let me, let me reframe this. You know, we have a Gemara that tells us, tells us that King Chizkiyahu was supposed to be Mashiach, okay? And a great miracle happened, a military victory of sorts. A great miracle happened. And nonetheless, Chizkiyahu, Hamelech, the king, did not sing to God. He didn't thank God properly. And because of that, the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us that he was disqualified from becoming Mashiach. And so what we see from there is that it is incumbent upon us to say thank you, to recognize when something unbelievable happens. And we all know, we all say how incredible the state of Israel is, right? Whatever your politics may be, whatever your personal thoughts on Israel, secular, religious, and, and all of the issues that exist, the fact that we are living in the land of Israel, the fact that it is, it is, it is ostensibly a Jewish state, even if it's not always run by Jewish law, that is unbelievable. And we cannot stop saying how unbelievable it is. We cannot let ourselves become accustomed to it and just say, ah, okay, whatever, Israel. It's not. There are many people on this call who, who lived through the establishment of the state of Israel, certainly through 67, right? How could you not be blown away every moment you think about the fact that our parents or grandparents or great-grandparents didn't even dream that this was possible um, absent the great show for being blown, right? So we're living in, during the times of something unbelievable. And my, my point in saying that is that we have to respond in some way. So whether you do say halal, or don't say hala, whether you say hala with a bracha, each of those opinions have valid reasons, valid things to rely upon to do any of those. In our shul and time, the custom is to say hala with a bracha, and we say hala with a bracha, and we rely on many wonderful and big leaders of the Jewish people who said hala with a bracha. There are those in other shuls in our community where they say hala without a bracha, and that also relies upon some very, very important people. But even if you don't say hala at all, to not take a moment, and whether it's on Heyer this Thursday or on Shabbos, or at some point, just to be appreciative, to say thank you, Hashem, for the gift of Israel. And to not do that, that's the one thing I can tell you is wrong. So whichever opinion you take, whether the opinion is do, don't, with a bracha, without a bracha, they're all okay. But we need to never lose sight of the incredible gift, of incredible times that we're living in, that we have a country called Israel, that we have a country called Israel that, that's doing remarkably well, forget COVID for a second, but doing remarkably well from a military perspective, from an economical perspective, that anyone can live there. Um, so it is truly something which, which needs us to respond to. And I encourage you, whether on Thursday, whether on Shabbos, or just in general on a regular basis, to not lose sight of that. But again, in terms of practically, should you say halal, should you not say halal, follow your custom. If you're coming to our shul, we do not say takanun, Adam. Uh, we do say halal. 
um, and um, whichever, you know, again, all of these customs have what's to rely upon, just giving you a general overview in terms of the different opinions. So I hope you all have a wonderful week, and if uh, you come to Nair Summit, we'll be saying hello together. If you stay at home, just make sure to spend a moment and appreciating the incredible gift that we have. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow.